Burns and Gambo. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wico Pa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets four diamond splendor. It's been a staple, really, of our Cardinals coverage throughout the years. Big Red Reacts, where our first show after the game, we run through the game. The high moments, the low points, the everything in between, the reason why the Cardinals won or lost. But we don't want to bore you to death right now. <laughs> we all got together as a show <laughs> and just decided that that's not what it really needs to be now, right? I mean, the Cardinals uh, won yeah, game, the game less. Doesn't matter. The game itself doesn't, you know, how it turned out doesn't matter other than relative to draft positioning and the Cardinals were able to maintain the number four pick in the draft with one week to go. We'll see where they end up. They can go as high as two. They can fall as far as six, if I remember right. So instead of going through the plays and saying, okay, this happened then and this happened here, we're going to talk about some of the players and sort of the future and, and what it might look like for some of these guys because some of these guys did have standout moments in the game on Sunday that the Cardinals lost 2019 to the Atlanta Falcons when Young Waiku hit the game-winning field goal with no time left. Let's start with J.J. Watt. This sack of Desmond Ritter gives him double digits for the sixth time in his career now. Straight drop back for Ritter. Steps up in the pocket and wrapped up and sacked back at the 37-yard line. And it's J.J. Watt. Double-digit sacks for Watt on the season, having a Pro Bowl year. But that doesn't mean, Gambo, that he was happy with himself after the game. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Losing sucks. I mean, I played like that I put us in a very tough spot. Um, so I put a lot of blame on myself for this one. It's, you know, it's it's almost like a baseball player that goes 0 for 3 with three strikeouts but then hits a home run. That sack was, got him over 10, got him into double digits for the sixth time in his career. And, uh, you know, here's a guy, I mean, it was a nice piece that Peter King did on him and talked about how he'll go into the Hall of Fame listed as a defensive end, but he played all over the line, had 112 and a half sacks. Um, talked about he scored six regular season touchdowns, three on receptions as a tight end. I would love to see that in the final I game. Would too. I would I, too. I, I'd love to see that in the final game. Get to the goal line. Put him out there, Cliff. Put him out there as a tight end. Yeah. Throw him a touchdown pass. Come on. I know he was hard on himself after the game, and I think you're right. It is a lot like going 0 for 3, but the one hit, or, or 1 for 4, but the one hit you get is a home run. Because J.J. Watt had a big penalty on that final drive that led to the go-ahead field goal. That sack was his only tackle of the game, so he wasn't very active wasn't or very impactful. noticeable. Nope. It wasn't impactful in that game, but he did get the sack. That's why I think he's being hard on himself. Of course, there's a lot of conversation about David Blau, who got the start at quarterback. In fact, according to Darren Urban, citing Elias Sports Bureau, there's been only one other time in NFL history that a team used four different starting quarterbacks in four straight games. That's where the Cardinals were with this one, and David Blau looks all right. Back to throw. In trouble from the pocket. Fires deep middle. Caught out near midfield by Hollywood Brown for a first down. It's a gain of 20 to the Arizona 48. Again, David Blau with pressure on and makes a terrific throw. 24 of 40, 222 yards, a touchdown that he had to trade McBride. We'll talk about that in a second. No turnovers in the game. What did you think about David Blau? He was fine. I mean, he was fine. Um, you know, I'm happy to see him get an opportunity. I thought he did a good job getting the ball of Hollywood Brown and Trey McBride. He had the one big mistake. Uh, but I thought, you know, I thought he was fine. I mean, you know, he's 
trying to put himself in a position to earn a roster spot next year. You're not, you know, the only thing that matters to teams is who's your starting quarterback and your backup quarterback. I don't know if he's good enough to be a backup, but I think he played well enough to show that he belongs in the NFL. Look, they're gonna they're gonna start the season and they're not gonna have Kyler Murray. We assume they're not gonna have Kyler Murray. That, that, that might be wrong, but as of right now, that's the so Colt McCoy, presumably the starter. He's on the second year of a two year deal. Who is gonna be the backup to Colt McCoy for the first two weeks of the season, three weeks of the season, five weeks of the season? We don't know how long it's gonna take. That I think is kind of what he's auditioning for. It's what Trace McSorley was auditioning for. I think they could still go get a quarterback and make McCoy number two, and then have you know somebody as the third. They could if they wanted to. And of course, Cliff has made no indication as to who his starting quarterback is going to be this week in the final week against San Francisco. Here's Blau after the game. You have moments like that where you know you question it and you know being able to prove it, and just have peace at all uh, peace all day. It really it's it's the people who trusted me. Like I'll go back to it. The offensive line kept coming up saying, hey, "Good job," or uh, "Be louder." You know, and those communications that uh, that we have as a as a team are you know what what make this game special. It's the most entertaining game in the world, and they trusted me, and I'm very thankful for that. Probably the biggest highlight of the game came from the Cardinals' second-round pick, Trey McBride. Play fake, bootleg to the right, throw to the right, caught by McBride. Then he stumbles and falls down, but he's into the end zone anyway for the touchdown. Great play design, great execution. Cardinals take advantage of the takeaway. McBride able to get into the end zone for the touchdown. Still fast. Like, he looked good. Like, he, he, looked really, good. he looked good. Why does it take so damn long for, like, rookies to look good on the Cardinals? I don't, I don't get know. it. I don't know. Like, could he not have done this in, in, you know, seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago? Why does it take so damn long? Yeah. That is the question that seems to haunt this organization when it comes to their draft picks. But I do agree. I thought he was the highlight of the day, to be honest with you. That was his first career NFL team touchdown. He very promptly spiked the ball. I hope he got, hope he got it back. I would think that'd be one that Trey McBride yeah. would want. Of course, he stumbled his way into the end zone. He joked after the game with Paul Calvisi. Yeah, they were uh, you know telling me that was the most unathletic thing they've ever seen in their lives. And, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you know, a touchdown's a touchdown, so I was very happy about that. Yeah, almost, yeah, unathletic, almost didn't yeah. make it, right? Yeah. Stumbled. I wasn't he sure did. he was going to get in. Five's right after Ritter had fumbled the snap. Uh, Lucky, Lucky Fotu recovered it. And then two plays later, they get that touchdown McBride made a 10-7 in the game, but it was good to it was good to see him play well. Yeah, like you know they they was there, he was their first pick in the draft, not a first rounder, but a second rounder. But you expected big things out of him, and he's had a disappointing rookie year. He is a huge piece moving forward, a huge piece moving forward. He's a second round pick. He can block, he can catch. Zach Ertz coming off the knee injury, he's not getting any younger, right? I mean Trey McBride in theory should be needs to be a big part of their future moving forward. So it was good to see yeah. him have a game that the was la- kind of worthy this of was, that. This was in Darren Urban's column. I loved it. The last time they had a 100-yard receiving game from a tight end. Well, it's been forever. 1989. It's been forever. Rob Awalt against, A-Walt against, A-Walt. The, car, against the Cowboys. Rob Awalt in 1989. Yeah. You tell me Awalt went Awalt in that game? Yeah, he oh. did. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Um, the, uh, the Cardinals, boy, Cardinal fans, it has just been a long, tough journey when it comes to the tight end position. So hard. James Conner also had himself a day in that game, but had to leave with a shin injury. 16 carries, 79 yards, three receptions for 31 yards, 110 total yards in that game. And yet Cliff Kingsbury yesterday 
saying James Conner is day-to-day. He's day-to-day. That's all I heard as of now. Um, it was nothing major, which is good. X-rays were negative, but um, we'll see how he feels the next couple of days. Went over 1,000 yards from scrimmage for the second time in two seasons. He had reached that mark only once in four years with the Steelers. Again, thanks to Darren Urban for that little nugget on James Yeah, Conner. you know, he's, he's, uh, he's under contract for this coming season in 23, and he has an out, you know, before 24, but uh, is also under contract for 2024. So the Cardinals, they signed him with a three-year, $21 million deal. He's a good player. He's a veteran guy. Believe it or not, he's only 27 years old. So he's not that old. So I, I, he's a good player to have going forward for your organization. And then two players I don't have highlights for, one of whom because he got hurt in the game and one of them because he didn't play in the game. Talking about Hollywood Brown, who was holding his arm kind of awkwardly. We don't know whether Hollywood is going to play on Sunday against the 49ers or not. And then the other is DeAndre Hopkins. He was ruled inactive before the game, and I, I watched that game on Sunday, Gambo, and I couldn't help but to think myself, have I seen the last of DeAndre Hopkins in an Arizona Cardinals I would uniform? not be surprised if he asks for a trade at the end of the season. Instead of wanting to be part of a rebuilding uh, team with a, a you know not knowing who his quarterback's going to be for the first you know four five six seven weeks of the season, I I would not be surprised if he and that's listen honestly you can't pay him and Hollywood Brown. We're back to the Anquan Bolden Larry Fitzgerald thing. You can't pay him and Hollywood Brown because if Holly, if you're going to redo Hollywood Brown and I like him. Um, he's not as good as Hopkins. He's not on that level. I'd rather have Hopkins, but you traded a first-round pick for Hollywood Brown. You're probably going to want to re-sign him and keep him. I would think the easiest thing to do is to move on from Hopkins. Yeah. I would agree. And can't pay both. You can't pay both. And I just don't know, honestly, if given the state of the organization, if there's a need to have a DeAndre Hopkins on the roster next year. It just doesn't seem like it's much of a fit. It may depend on who your coach is, too. A lot of it might. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't. Right. It almost feels like it's going to be a little bit of a step back year for the Cardinals as they kind of build towards the next great Cardinals team. We'll see. Again, one more game left for the Cardinals Sunday against the 49ers. 225 kickoff. And then we'll find out after that what happens with Cliff, what happens with the front office, what happens with the direction the team goes, and maybe short term, most importantly, where they pick in the draft. Right now, they have the fourth pick in the draft. They can get to as high as two. They can fall as low as six in this year's draft. That's where things stand. Two is the highest they can they get. They can't get to number one with Houston losing this past weekend. They That's cannot why it was get to number so one. so imperative that they lost that game because they would have tied Atlanta. You know, they would have probably fallen out of the top five. And yep. San Fran's got something to play for next week. Yes, you sure do. They got something they to play for. They got a chance to play for the number one seed. Number one seed.